if you don't know, just take your shot and they'll, you'll work through it together. But what you don't want to do is cower away from it because you're unsure. Like, do it afraid. It's okay. Just lean in. Hi, I'm Diane Sweeney, and I'm the author of The Essential Guide for Student-Centered Coaching and our newest book, Moves for Launching a New Year of Student-Centered Coaching. And I'm Brandon Lewis, an innovation and learning coach in Liberty, Missouri. And this is Student-Centered Coaching, the podcast, where we sit down with coaches and teachers to explore how they are supporting student learning. Our hope is that through sharing these stories, we can all grow together. excited to welcome you all back to our podcast as we start a brand new school year. And this podcast is going to be, I think, kind of an interesting topic many coaches ask us about. And that is the question of what do you recommend when it comes to working with a brand new principal? And how do you start the year strong when there's a brand new partnership that's being formed? And we're going to interview today, um, Brandon, who you know from the podcast. He is a coach in Liberty and works in two schools. And as if Brandon wasn't busy enough, he is also a part of our consulting team. So Brandon's a busy guy and he just so happens to have in one of his schools, a new principal. Secondly, we're gonna be getting a chance to listen and hear from Rachel Hill. And Rachel is a coach in Tuscaloosa City, Roll Tide. And Rachel is also just experiencing this shift to a new principal. And she actually is, she's excited because I'll let you speak to this, Rachel, but you have gone from being in two schools to one school. And in that case, it's a lot less to manage. And as another overachiever, Rachel's also part of our consulting team. So we just so value you guys hearing from you you feed our learning, you are out in your own schools making a difference for teachers and kids. And it this conversation I think is gonna be really fun given that you're both experiencing the same thing in your own unique ways. So welcome to the podcast, Rachel and Brandon. Thank you. It um, feels weird to be on the side of it. Like I'm supposed <laughs> to, hey, thanks, Diane. Thanks for having me. This is This is fun. I like this. And if you if you're listening for the first time, Brandon is usually the one interviewing and not being interviewed. So, yep, we're going in a new we're going in new places this year, new places. So you're both experiencing a new principal. Um, let's start with Rachel, if you would, and just share a little bit about what's going on in your school and and how how is the year starting out for you and and what's it, what's it what's this partnership feeling like so far for you? Yes. Well, we just finished day three of our school year, so it's exciting. This is an exciting time. Uh, but the new partnership, it is fresh. Our principal was hired about three weeks ago. And so, and I was out of town with my family for most of the time before school started. So we are just getting to know each other. We come from different backgrounds. Uh, she has been a coach in the past. 
but she was not familiar with the student-centered coaching framework. So it's all new learning um, for her and it's new learning for me working with an admin that hasn't had these types of experiences or professional learning to learn more about the framework. But I'm just trying to see it as an opportunity to reflect because she's asking questions that I haven't had to answer in a couple of years. Like I haven't had to necessarily explain, but it's a really cool opportunity to look at practices and philosophy from a fresh perspective for a novice, if you will. Yeah, so you, that's interesting that this is this hire was three weeks before the school year started. And so you're literally building this relationship, figuring out how to how to do the work and school's in session, like you just yeah. said, that's, that's wild. And you're a math coach, specifically a math focused coach. Rachel, are there other coaches in your school as well? Or are you the only coach? Yes, we also have a literacy coach in our building, um, but she's also new to the building. So that's a whole other dynamic as well, building a coach to coach partnership, but also an admin to coach partnership. But the good news is um, we already have some things in the works that we can all collab collaborate and calibrate our efforts. Yeah, so that's cool that you're all working together on that. Okay, we'll hear more about how that's all going. Brandon, tell us a little bit about your status this year. What's the latest in your school and, and in your partnership with the principal? So I uh, am fortunate enough to be in the same two buildings I've been in the last couple of years. Um, but we did have a shift in lead principal in one of my buildings. Um, and I know that it's, it's different for every building when that happens. Sometimes it could be something that people are maybe not looking forward to because of the relationships that maybe they had with the previous admin or sometimes it's the opposite or whatever. Um, there just in our district this last year was more um, shifts in the, I guess the, the upper ranks of our district than there ever has been. And the fallout has been um, six out of 11 elementary principals this year in our district are new. So we are one of the schools that that happened to. Um, but on the positive side, it's someone who not only am I super close with, but used to be on um, my coaching team when I first started. So in that sense, um, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm thinking all positive right now, right? Like everything's just going to be great. And I know that our beliefs are aligned when it comes to learning. And even when it comes to coaching, like, I mean, he's sat through your workshops, Diane, you know, like, so I know that, that we're aligned when um, we think of what we want to um, view coaching as here at Schumacher. Yeah, so that's really different. So you have a situation, Brandon, where your principal is steeped in the methodology, let's just say, of student-centered coaching. And Rachel has a situation where that framework that we use and the philosophy and the practices might be new to your principal. So it really shows that the gamut. I mean, this is the broad experiences so many coaches are going through where they're literally figuring out all of these things. I mean, this is this is really cool that you're both here for this conversation and you're both experiencing such different schema with your principals around the coaching work. Rachel, what do you see? Um, I just know you so well, and I know that relationship is huge. So I know you're going to speak to relationship, but what about this shift? Is there an opportunity? You know, we're always about 
looking at things through a positive lens. Cause it can also be like, oh man, I gotta rebuild this. This was all going great. Now it's a new person. Where's the positive in all of this? Where's their opportunity here? There's an opportunity to ask better questions and just see clarity because I don't know what my principal's current expectations are and of me, but also of the faculty. And so I get to ask better questions and see clarity, but in the same time, like sometimes I think we ask questions and we're thinking it's just for work, but as I get to know her and her philosophy and mindset about what our school community will look like, we're also building a relationship and we're establishing trust as we listen to one another and just seek to better understand one another. So I don't necessarily see uh, us determining our coaching and principal roles as separate from us building relationship. As we mm-hmm. get to know each other, we are building relationship, even in a professional setting. So I'm just excited to figure out or really get started into the coaching work so that we can both invest in teachers and help them grow, because that's what it's really all about, is making sure our teachers are taken care of so that they can help our students. Yeah, you are so smart to come back to clarifying and to asking those questions because we can just assume, assume, and assume again and just miss the point. And so that pro- I'm just going to say, speak to the to the to our listeners for a minute on that as underlining what a powerful action that is. And I think this applies in some ways, Brandon, to you as well, because you may be thinking, we're always on the same page because we're so aligned because we know each other so well yet to slow the conversation down and to ask a principal would it be Rachel I'm just going to throw out an example and ask if you think this is kind of realistic would it be something like tell me a little more about why you want me to work with certain teachers Would yeah that be- absolutely. yeah yes we got to have that conversation Tuesday and so <laughs> wow uh, so because we just were coming at it from different mindsets, her coaching framework that she worked with years ago is just different from where I'm at now with student center coaching. And so there was a little bit of dissonance in how she thought about working with teachers and how I think about working, choosing to work with teachers. And so we got to have the conversation that, yeah, we're going to work with all the teachers, the novice teachers, the rock star teachers, the teachers with, uh, who have students with excellent test scores, we're, we're going to work with all the teachers. And that was a new kind of idea for her, but she was receptive. If I hadn't said it, if I had just sat there and not said anything or asked any questions, then we wouldn't have gotten there and she wouldn't have better understood why I would make those choices. Yeah. And that's probably supporting the new reading coach in your school, literacy coach, because yeah. that person's also new and trying to understand how to navigate this world. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay, so Brandon, forgive me if I jump in to, I know your context so well. I've worked in your district for years. I know a lot of the folks. And I think you shared just a few minutes ago about your how closely aligned you and your principal are. And Matthew Crony was, by the way, interviewed on our podcast in episode three. So if you want to get to know Brandon's principal, he's a strong leader and a dear friend of Brandon's. And I wonder... This is just a question, Brandon, for you to chew on, I think. And I love throwing hard questions out, but I do wonder if your close alignment with your principal could be a barrier in some way. Could it lead to some un, unexpected challenges? What do you think? Um, 
I'm going to actually relate this to a, a conversation he and I just had literally before we started recording this. And we were talking about um, what we think makes a team high functioning when it comes to like a grade level team. And we got to the point where we talked about how like it's not just spending time together because sometimes if people just spend nothing but time together, that could have ripple effects elsewhere to where it's difficult for someone else, whether it's a new team member or even say a coach or someone from a different team, it's hard for them to kind of infiltrate that because it's so close and so tight. So, I mean, I could even see that parallel being true with us. Let's say we, like I keep talking about we're super aligned in our beliefs and what we, how we feel about coaching and learning. And I'm just thinking all positive, positive, that could be a tough barrier for people to, to penetrate or bust through. And I can see how that could be negative. Even like we have, um, we have two assistant principals that are on this staff. Um, one that is here only two days a week and one that is here every day, but this is also her first year in this building. So like, I would hate for it to seem like, he and I are more aligned than he is with the two assistant principals as well. Like I could see how there could be a lot of negatives in that. Um, and I think like reflecting in real time right now about this, going to have to clearly define like what our roles are and stay in that lane to make sure those, those don't cross over or get muddy in a way to where things could be perceived in the wrong way. Yeah. It reminds me of some of the the way we frame pressure and support. We've kind of written a little bit about that in the Leading Student-Centered Coaching book, as well as the Launching the Year book, and the importance of there being those two lanes. I think you just said that, that pressure lane is the setting expectations that's done by the principal, the holding people accountable done by the principal. And then the support is, is clearly the lane for the coach. And if you guys are looked at like a block that's so unified, the support lane might get impacted because people might not feel comfortable being vulnerable with you because yeah. they see you as a extension of the principal. So I think you may need to actually, I don't know. I don't know who's in the school or what the relationships are, but you may need to explicitly speak to this with the faculty in some way or in your you know, we always advocate for having like a, a launching message at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. Maybe you make some commitments and these commitments could be as clear as, yeah, we're really aligned, but I also am comfortable giving you space to, to think and partner with me in a way that's protected. And I wouldn't say confidential because we don't say that, but yeah. that's, that's safe. Um, so that you don't feel like when you're with me, you know, he's going to be hearing all of my flaws. There's going to have to be some norm setting around this. I think I, um, yeah, I never thought about that. Um, I actually have a time during pre-service next week where he wants me to speak, um, just again about the role, even I've done that a lot in the past, but he, because he believes in coaching, like he wants me to have that opportunity to do that. Um, that'd be interesting to think about how I want to say that or phrase that or yeah um, well it, yeah. it shows if this is an example too of how every year you have to launch based on the context of that year so you're launching in relation to what's happening so you're launching in relation to this 
Rachel launches in relation to her situation. So it's never like, oh, I've been in this school for many years, so I don't have to launch coaching again. Right. It's always has to be, you know, built on the the context of what's happening right then and there. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, really, I look forward to hearing be, how that goes. I'll let you know. Okay. I'll let you know. curious what other moves let's just say or strategies or ways let's just kind of go back to Rachel are you feeling um are important for you steps you want to take as you start this year with a new principal absolutely for me it goes back to what you said about commitments and I know you were talking about in coaching cycles but yeah. my first order of business if you will is to make a commitment with my administrator to meet on a weekly basis I just think that's going to provide us with all the space and time. Well, not all of it, maybe 30 minutes if we're lucky, un uninterrupted, but 30 minutes to talk about, to talk about who's in a coaching cycle and who we would love to see in a coaching cycle and um, more about the student centered coaching framework. It's just going to give us space to talk about all of those things and not feel like we have to drink from a fire hydrant. So that it would be my first priority. And so we're actually working on that. We're going to do a coaches meeting with the principal weekly, but it will be all of the coaches in a, um, a weekly coaches meeting. So it won't be a separate reading coach and a separate math coach meeting. We will have a collaborative coaches admin meeting. And I'm excited about it. Yeah. Have you done that in the past? I have not done it in the past. So it'll be new, but exciting. Yeah, that's a huge, that's a super smart way to get on the same page. Um, what about you, Brandon? Like, what are you, what are your structures for continuing your collaboration as a principal coach team through the year, especially given that you're in two schools, if you would include that as well? Yeah. So we have, um, we have both at both my buildings. We already have our weekly meetings scheduled. They're on the calendar. Um, we've got those nailed out, which is really exciting and have already had a couple at each buildings, even though the year hasn't started yet. Um, but to speak particularly to here at Schumacher, where we um, have a, a new lead principal, um, the first one was, I'm not going to lie, I like felt kind of a lot of pressure in it. Because one, I wanted to impress him. You know what I mean? Like, to be honest, like, I want to make sure he knows that I'm working hard and doing a good job. So in that sense, I almost feel like there's going to be more pressure on me to step up even more. So I guess that actually is maybe goes back to one of the positives about having, you know, the, the connection to him already, but it was really cool because, um, we had met just in passing all three of them and myself. And it was when we were going to set up the first meeting and one of them, one of the assistant principals said, um, do you like want, do you want me to create an agenda for that? And he very quickly was like, no, Brandon will set the agenda. Just like in a sense of like, this is the coaching meeting. Like he will have the things that we need to talk about and we're going to talk through them. But the way he did it, I was like, it, it kind of put a little bit of that pressure on me. You know what I mean? Like he has high expectations for me and I'm glad that he does. So now it's like, I have even extra reason to, to want to step up and make sure I'm doing that, you know? So even in that meeting, um, we ended it by me talking about two goals that I have for coaching this year here at Schumacher. And I had a spot for, them to have two goals that they have for me. So it was nice to be able to talk through those. Um, and then as well as like 
when we talk about the coaching that is taking place at our weekly meetings, like I'm going to make sure that we always go back and revisit those four goals in every meeting. So it kind of stays focused on that to see how that's going. Yeah. And Brandon, if I can piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure who was setting the agenda for my initial mm-hmm coaches principal meeting so I made one in a collaborative document and shared it with her so that way if there was anything she needed to add or revise or change it was just more of a collaborative space because again clarity right we don't we're trying to figure it out and so if you don't know just take your shot and they'll you'll work through it together but what you don't want to do is cower away from it because you're unsure like do it afraid it's okay just lean in I love that language. Do it afraid. Is that a, is that one of your signatures? No, that's not mine. I heard that somewhere. That's not mine, but I'm holding on to it. The, Diane, that sounds just, like your girl, Brene, right there. I know. It kind of sounds, sounds like, like something that would come out of her mouth. I like that too. Well, and it makes me think though about a bigger implication here, which is that you prin- principals are waiting for coaches to be leaders in the school, you might not be the principal, but you're a leader. And if we're just waiting for direction all the time and kind of like not putting our thinking out there and being bold and then complaining later that the principal doesn't get it or nothing is happening around here, well, shame on us because we're leaders too in this work. So I like that that idea. It's really about being bold. Doesn't hurt to throw an idea out there obviously in a respectful way, you know, that's, that's super smart. No. And I totally showed up with my, um, principal role, coaches role from the student center coaching framework from, um, that's great book and just slid it over. You know, we didn't get to talk about it as much as I would have liked, but it's at least it's in the air. Right. So the next time yeah. we get to it, it won't be foreign. It won't be new. It was like, we've talked about this before. I just was hoping we could revisit yeah. Well, and also it show that that's showing the difference of the the pacing of this is going to be extremely different between like a situation you're in, Rachel, and a situation Brandon's in. Yeah. They're on the same page already. You're going to it's going to take a, a while. So patience is going to be a, key, a huge piece of this. We can't I think intention I think intentional patience. Like patience yeah. doesn't always mean like you're it, you lack intention. You go into every situation with a lots of intentionality but not in a hurry. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, I like the way you said that. Brandon, what tips do you have for for other coaches who are working with a new principal? So I've actually thought about this question ahead of time. And literally two of the ones that I like, was like, I'm going to make sure I say this. Rachel's like, (laughs) Rachel's already hit on, which is awesome because it shows that like, as I'm thinking about situations, I'm like, Ooh, this would be good. This would be good. And these are things that you're doing. So like, like, I hope that reassures that like the actionable steps you're taking are like ones that, I mean, at least I think that's what you should be doing. So I think that's great. Um, one of them you just talked about where you had the, the partners, like you had the clearly defined roles of what is a coach's responsibility and what their role is versus an admin. So I think that's huge. And you could even take that one step back um and even think about like what coaching is versus coaching isn't and i know there's a lot of parallels between that and what you showed your coach or your your admin on that sheet on that graphic but i think that's super important um if we're a coach in a new building 
or if we're new to coaching, we would want to do that like with teachers and staff just so they know. So why would we not want to do that with the admin too, if that's a new relationship? Um, so that's one of them for sure. My other one kind of piggybacks the is versus isn't when it comes to coaching, because we can assume all we want that somebody might know something, or we might even assume that they don't know something. The only way we're going to fully know is if we talk about it. So I think communication has to be so open and there has to be like a clear understanding that like, I might say things you already know. And if so, like, I hope that's okay with you and vice versa. Like I'm going to be the same way. Like, yeah, like we have to have that mutual respect for each other because the worst thing that can take place is if later on down the road, say two months from now, something's happening or not happening. And you're thinking like, oh, this admin doesn't feel this way or my admin's making me do something, they might not have even known because you might not have talked about it. So I don't think there can be over-communication when it comes to these roles. Um, And there's no perfect time to have those conversations and when there's a new coach-admin partnership starting. So that would be my two big takeaways. Yeah, let's hear from Rachel, but I want to add a couple things to that because another structure for that coaching is and isn't is the good old Venn diagram, sitting down together. Yeah. What's on the coach side, and in Rachel's case, there'd be probably three a three-way Venn. But what's on the coach side? What's on the principal side? And what's shared? That's a great structure to just get it out there. I do love that that dynamic of having another coach in the building too, because like you truly are. And you said that coach is new in your building this year. She is. She's yes. not a brand coach, but she is new to the building. Right. So thinking about almost like that triangle of relationships that you're working on right now. That's, that's really dynamic and kind of fun to be honest. Again, I, yeah. I've said this many times. I'd love to have uh, another coach. <laughs> yes. You'd love to just be in one school. Yeah. But... <laughs> everybody comes on here. Like, oh, we got four coaches in our building. And I'm like, Oh man, <laughs> well, I'm very happy for you, wanna... Rachel. <laughs> Thank you. The Thank thing you. I want to add on to is that we have to understand that principals are doing the best they can, just like we believe in kids. So we always want to advocate for going in with an asset-based mindset, going in presuming positive intent toward our principals. It's just really hard for me to see sometimes how we can go negative toward principals and then just put up a ton of barriers. So I guess when you were talking just now about communication, we oftentimes have these situations where principals will, in when we're leading professional learning and principals will just say, I, I'm doing the best I can. I don't have a ton of background on this. And so they, they, we can't go in and expect a principal to be as deeply involved in coaching. That's a speck of their role in a school. They have a lot more on their plates than just supporting the coach. So we just got to be respectful. Always, always, always toward principals. Can I ask, can I ask you then how, how do you approach that? Like, let's say there's a coach that has a really good relationship with their principal, but their principal does say like what you were just saying, like, this is such a small, small percentage of what I do. And I trust you that what you're doing is right. Like go, how would you have that conversation to like help a coach? Be like, no, I still want there to be more than what there is. Like, how do you approach that? The coach needs to be able to advocate the importance of a principal and coach partnership and depersonalize that. It's not about you. It's about the importance of a partnership um, and how, 
Coaching doesn't work if there's not a strong principal coach partnership. That is one of the most important elements of, the, of our work. And so I love it that you trust me, but I can't do this because I am not the person who's setting the vision in the school. I'm not the accountability person. There's this whole big piece that I don't control and that we need to be working together. That's again, the pressure and the support being dynamic and working together. Um, would you guys add anything? No, I just think on that same note of advice to new coaches, just meet your principal with curiosity. The same way yes. you go into classrooms with curiosity, go into that office, sit down at that table with curiosity. And Diane, I was thinking the same thing when Brandon was talking about communication. It's so important because the way this new administrator communicates compared to my former administrator, it's different. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's broken. It just means it's different. And so I need to lean into curiosity and have an asset-based mindset or maintain an asset-based mindset about our partnership. Because like you said, we cannot do this work alone. I know there are two coaches in the building, but two coaches or four coaches, we cannot do this work without our administrator. So just lean into the curiosity. If you don't know, if, if you're confused, if you're frustrated, ask better questions. We circle back to where we began. Yeah, I think that <laughs> is such a good reflection point, right? Like, if I'm confused or frustrated, what is it that I'm not doing right? Instead of just putting it on somebody else, which unfortunately a lot of people do. Like, there's no way it's my fault. You know what I mean? Like, what are they not doing right? But <laughs> and what we're all great, guilty. We can yeah. all slip there, but get out of it. Push I like that. Up. If I'm confused or frustrated, what question? What different questions can I ask? That's yes. good. Yeah, because it comes back to try to do a lack of clarity or understanding. Mm -hmm. Well, I just well, know you point. two are, I know you two are going to have an awesome year. I have no doubts about it. And what a gift to peek into your situations and understand how you're not just, um, not the actions that you're taking. That's a piece of it, certainly. But your mindset around this shift is also super intriguing. And so- we wish, I wish you luck, Brandon. Thank you for letting me interview you and yeah. Rachel as well. Thank you for me, for us, including you in this conversation. And I just can't wait to get feedback from our listeners on what, um, what a great conversation this was. This, this did feel different. I'm not going to lie. Uh, <laughs> it felt very different, but it's, you know, just like living, like living in someone else's shoes. It's good for me to be on this side of it sometime because adds a whole new like level of respect for the people that we talk to on here. Um, so thank you for asking me to do this. I think this is going to be good for me. And um, you also brought up some things that I hadn't really thought about, you know, so I appreciate that. And I'm excited to, this is year eight for me as a coach. And I know without a doubt, this is going to be the year that I grow more than I've ever grown before. Um, and that comes to just the two buildings that I'm in, uh, being able to have uh, rich conversations with potentially other districts now, like with some of the work um, with your company. And I I'm just really excited for this year. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I agree with Brandon. This year, I'm going to grow the most I ever have. This is a new experience. I have never worked with an administrator that I did not have a pre-existing relationship with. So this is new territory, and I'm um, thrilled to see what will come out of it.
Student-Centered Coaching, the podcast, is brought to you by Diane Sweeney Consulting. For more information, visit dianesweeney.com. Music is brought to you by Clemency. You can check them out at clemencyonline.com. There you can find more information on how to download their music. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast where podcasts are found and follow us on Twitter at SC Coaching Pod.